Thank you for tuning in. As always, I'd like to start out with this disclaimer. I don't have all the answers, and you don't have all the answers. But the best way to pursue the truth is through open-minded discourse, and I hope to contribute in part to that today with a quick thought. On May 2nd, Facebook announced that it would be enforcing its policy of banning people from their site and their platforms revealing a slew of content creators who would be completely removed from both Facebook and Instagram, including Infowars, which had previously only been banned on Facebook, but allowed to stay on Instagram, Paul Joseph Watson, Milo Yiannopoulos, Louis Farrakhan, and more. In their official announcement, they said, quote, We've always banned individuals or organizations that promote or engage in violence and hate, regardless of ideology, end quote. They said their policy takes into account multiple factors, such as a page calling for violence against individuals based on race, ethnicity, or national origin, whether they've affiliated with a hateful ideology, if they've used hateful terms or slurs, or if they violated any other hate speech rules. It was also clarified that if other pages expressed support of the banned pages, that would also constitute violating the terms of service as well. Let's break this down a little bit. Now, first of all, Let's get this out of the way. Yes, Facebook is a private company. Yes, they have the right to kick people off their platform as they see fit. Those are both true statements. They may have the right to do both of those things, just like anyone else has the right to complain about unfair business practices. Nobody has to use Facebook as a platform, but it's a very useful way to spread a message or build a following. And so when this platform takes actions people deem unfair or inappropriate in some way, they too have every right to criticize it. Now, while the idea of free speech doesn't quite legally have any repercussions on Facebook, I would argue it's a positive and important thing to create a culture of free speech. Curating content per your individual guidelines is a fine and necessary ideal, but in my opinion, in order to best promote a healthy culture, these guidelines should be transparent, equally measured, and only taking down actual content that is explicitly harmful. Someone with a bad, racist viewpoint shouldn't be silenced for wrong think. Not only does this explicitly cross the line against a culture of free speech, but it pushes those ideas underground and has them boil over into worse ideologies over time. The rise of the alt-right isn't a story of people whose speech was allowed to be on the internet. It's a story of how an ideology was pushed underground to niche communities where nobody was there to point out its flaws, and it fomented into a disgusting, rotted thing, ten times worse than what the original ideas that it started it were. Now, going back to something I mentioned earlier, I think there are legitimate things to ban online mediums. Explicit content or calls for actual violence are reasonable by most standards. However, in the Facebook ruling, they conflate hateful ideology and violence, and this becomes problematic in the long run. When you start defining ideologies as hateful and banning by this metric, you wade into sticky territory. Is white supremacy hateful? Some forms of it are for sure, but there are also strands of white separation movements that just wish to see a repealing of multiculturalism. Are they bigoted? Yeah, probably. But also thinking that you're superior to someone doesn't necessitate you hating that person, let alone calling for violence against them. Now, to clarify, I think it's a bad ideology and a wrong on its assumptions, but I don't think it's necessarily hateful in all of its forms. What about Christianity? In some ways, it is a hateful ideology, insofar as Christianity hates that which is sinful. It's not hateful towards people, or it shouldn't be. 
and some strains can be, but in the words of St. Augustine, never judge a philosophy by its abuse. That's the problem I have. When defining a hateful ideology, you end up smearing more people than you ought to, since most, quote, hateful ideologies usually come out of extreme misused forms of the original ideology. We also have the idea that other pages can be banned for guilt by association, and this is a terrifying precedent. There are so many people with nuanced ideas and views. If I've ever expressed sympathy for someone's individual viewpoint, am I liable to agree with them on every idea? That's an unrealistic standard, and will end up being used to witch-hunt viewpoints the platform disagrees with, but doesn't technically violate their guidelines. The people banned today represent some more hardcore wings of ideologies, but as far as I'm aware, not all of them have called for violent actions against others, nor have they promoted hating of others necessarily either. When you look at the list, Louis Farrakhan is the only member of what could be considered the left, and his rhetoric is way more extreme than the five or so conservatives banned from the platform. This obvious imbalance, coupled with a policy to ban from guilt by association, should leave people worried. And this doesn't even touch on the idea of speech as violence, which I've talked about in the past and may do a more full view on later if needed. While many see this as reason to regulate the company from the government, I don't think that's the solve here. Government intervention is an even worse precedent, since none of these people have a right to use this platform. If government intervention occurs, we've now set a precedent that when a private company becomes successful enough, it becomes public property, and that's not a place I want to live in. For now, we need people to step up, protest against unfair practices, and support content creators and platforms that actually do provide free speech. Thanks for spending your time on A Quick Thought. <laughs>